0: You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash brisbane. You're just about to leave the house. All of a sudden, your young one, your toddler throws a tantrum down on the ground screaming because they don't have their toy of choice or their security blanket of choice. A famous cartoonist used to make great cartoons Uh, out of this with a character named Linus. You search everywhere and you can't find it. Nothing else will comfort your child except for this particular item, the blanket, the bear. Usually it's soft and cuddly, but not always. If it sounds familiar, uh, I'm hoping my next guest might be able to assist you, Alan Ralph from Triple P Positive Parenting. Alan, hello. Hi, Steve. Is it usually a blanket, or is it usually a stuffed animal? It's a
1: bit. It can be both. I mean, it's often something soft and kind of cuddly and reassuring. But uh, and they're the kind of uh, most likely objects. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm, I'm a bit surprised that it's always you know, that a blanket, such an inanimate object. Mm. It's, it's such a nothing object. I've heard that the reason why babies like being held to their parent is because they actually hear the heartbeat mm. of the, of the parent when they're very young. But that, you know, it's not the case when they're older, obviously. Well, that's
1: right. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, I think the. But well, no one really knows for sure because you know, it's really hard to interrogate a two-year-old as to what, what it's all about. But the, the theory really goes that as children be- learn that they're separate from their parents and their parents not there all the time as they you know used to be when they were really little, mm-hmm. that this kind of bridges the gap for them, that something they uh, become attached to that reminds them of their parent or they see as a substitute for the parent and that,
0: that helps them to adapt to the fact that the parent isn't there all the time. Psychologists apparently call these items transitional Hmm. objects. What role do they play in child development?
1: Yeah, well, they kind of feed into that process I was just talking about, that they assist the child to make the transition into more independence where they feel confident and secure in relationships
0: without having to actually have the parent right there all the time. Okay. And why do some children need comfort items or toys and others not?
1: Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, everyone's different. I mean, it really does come down to genetic makeup and temperament for the most part that, um, you know, some children are more anxious, some children are more confident... Um, and it, it also features into their experience as well. I mean, if, if children um, either experience their parent not being where they're where they want them or are led to believe their parent won't be there when they want them, sometimes that can feed into anxiety and, and, and contribute to them relying on having this kind of transitional object or this comfort toy.
0: So are the children who don't need the items more confident? Or stronger emotionally?
1: I don't think it's a black and white issue. I mean, I think it's quite common for children to go through this phase. Um, the, que- the question really is how long does that phase last and how attached does the child get to come to it? I mean, are they still still trailing the blanket around when they're 12 and, and, you know, and, and are still you know, obsessively attached to it? That, that's more indicative of, of, of kind of problems. Mature men have favourite jumpers. Well, <laughs> it certainly does go into adulthood. That the wife is not allowed to throw out (laughs) on pain of divorce. Exactly. I mean, yeah, again, I think there was a survey done recently that showed that 60% of of American adults had some kind of object that fitted into that category. And so it's not something you suddenly jettison completely, but it still holds memories. It still generates some kind of emotive uh, response. And um, it, it
0: doesn't kind of feature in you've got to have it when you go out kind of way, but it's still there as an important memory Do you have a favourite shirt that your wife can never throw out no matter how bad a condition it ends up in?
1: No, they usually kind of make the transition into becoming work shirts and then then (laughs) they're allowed to be thrown out.
0: (laughs) All right. But I was going to ask you, at what age should you encourage your child to give up this Mm. thing, this blanket, this towel, this stuffed toy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really difficult question. I mean, it can generate conflict and um, struggle, which you really would prefer to avoid. So I think it's best if parents pretty much kind of accept it and ignore it and don't try and have a battle over it. Um, And, you know, for the most part, over time, the child will grow out of the need to have it. Um, If they don't, then they might want to think about, well, what's going on here? There's There's something that's getting in the way of... Of the child being able to become more autonomous and, and not have to rely on having this, but even then, um, as children can move into kind of older childhood and teen years, that, that
0: gradually it tends to become less and less of an important issue. My guest is Alan Ralph. Alan is from the Triple P Positive Parenting Program, based uh, in theory at least at the University of Queensland. Alan, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, my uh, this is six twelve ABC Brisbane. My name's Steve Austin. So in a sense you really want to try and – you don't want to make a big deal out of it and you want to let mm. the child sort of naturally let go of the item. In other words, let them That's right. make the decision themselves. Yeah,
1: because I mean, the, it's not really the item itself. The, the item takes on significance because it's imbued with some kind of psychological importance. That they, they did some studies recently, well, no, a while back now, where they showed children um, their item and, and they created this copy machine which they – which was kind of a fake, but the the children were led to believe that this machine could copy anything. And so they, they, they had children who were strongly attached to these objects and other children who were less strongly attached. And the children who were strongly attached, some of them wouldn't even let their object be copied uh, in the first instance. And, and those who were... Um, always, for the most part, preferred the original, even though they'd, com- they'd been shown that it was a du- an exact duplicate. So it's not, it's not the item itself. It's, it's something about it which carries you know, the essence of the parent or some kind of
0: psychological comfort. It, do- it actually does c- provide a level of comfort. What's the strangest comfort item or transitional object, for want of a better academic term, that you've ever heard of? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience in this area other than from the research. I mean, I'd be very interested to hear from from the listeners as to whether they have experience of uh, toys, because I mean, sometimes it can become some, it can be a, a, a phrase or or a, a book or a, a song or a movie. It doesn't have to be something cuddly, but it, although it often
0: is. Now, is it providing um, protection from some sort of fear?
1: Yes, it is. Um, often children, particularly when they're having to go to bed on their own, they go through a phase quite commonly when they become afraid of the dark or being afraid of left alone. And the um, having that with them does um, clearly convey a level of confidence and security that allows them to manage that fear.
0: And how can you, you treat it? If they're starting to get older, if mm. they're starting to get four, five years of age, mm. how do you deal with it if they're not obviously discarding this protection, this you know, some, this psychological protection device?
1: Yeah, that's a difficult
0: question. Because you're oh, re- because five, they're going to school.
1: Yes, that's true. Um, and, I mean, the question really comes as to are they – are they so attached to it that they have to take it everywhere? In which case, clearly that does present problems at school um, in terms of um, fitting in with others. Um, there are often hygiene questions about um, you know, trailing things around that um, schools and day care centres might be concerned about. So, I mean, it, it really is something that parents could should try and deal with gently, um, and if possible, allow natural development to
0: take place. We asked a few listeners about this on our Facebook page. Susan said, my girl has a two-foot-long crocodile, Hobbs. She's had it since she was seven. This year, grade nine, he stopped going on camps with her. At last, grade nine. Yeah. Danielle says, my daughter has a little pink bear. Her grandmother gave her as a newborn. Six years later, it's still the favourite and goes to bed with her every night. It's not so pink anymore. It looks rather shabby. But still doing it? That's often what
1: happens. Sometimes these kind of um, toys, especially kind of blankets and things, do start to deteriorate and they end up, you know, after many years, a a fragment of what they started off as.
0: Robert says, I had a Humphrey Bear stuffed toy and and an Expo 88 platypus mascot that went everywhere. And one of my producers said, uh, uh, apparently had an empty bubble bath bottle that she carried around and sucked on for her youth. (laughs) I guess
1: it's less of a a problem if it's small and portable. I mean, I think two-foot crocodile is kind of a bit more of a challenge if you've got to take that places. All
0: right, so no big deal. Let the child ditch it when it's up to them. But if it carries on into the schooling years, just start to have a look at why why it's still needed psychologically. Yes,
1: you might want to talk to a psychologist or a counsellor just to see if there's anything going on that you really need to
0: look at. Thanks for coming in, Alan. Pleasure. You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash brisbane.